McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Yeah, fuck with me and get some money. Get some money. Fuck with me and get some money. That's what they call you, eh? Nah, they don't call me that, bro. I, I can never be called G Easy. Come on, stop this. Mmm, don't ever put an easy on my name because it's never been that easy for me, fam. Don't Always been me. hard. Call me G Herbo Hard. <laughs> hey, man, what you do on your free time is up to you, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, oh, man. I, I, um, I know you what brought up this conversation <laughs> to me. What? I'm just like, what happened? What happened? Yeah, yeah. I know you brought up this conversation to me on what happened to G-Eazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting because we always have, like, these artists who come, they explode onto the scene, they make bangers, they do collabs, and the collabs do well. Like, dude, I could already quote that song if I hate it one time. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's a classic in a sense that it's constantly there. You can you can constantly hear it. It's constantly on the radio. So G-Eazy's place in the culture was there. It was present. People expected more music from it. And then just like that, it was gone. For sure. Like, people always used to clown G-Eazy. Like, yo, bump that new G-Eazy. Nobody says that. But he's actually been selling, like, very well ever since um, – Rick Ross jumped on um, that song with him back in the day. Uh, you know, I mean, that song ever since he dropped on the remix for I Mean It. Oh, right, right, right. I remember that, yeah. And he didn't even ask for that feature. Like, Ross was just, just heard the song one day and just like, yo, the song's fire, and just sent it to the man. <laughs> yeah, okay, so then, so then what explains the drop-off? What explains... His disappearance from the culture, because I ain't hear anything from him. You had to tell me that he dropped an album in 2020, and we'll get into that in a sec, because I have some I have some opinions on that. But but go ahead, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not really like I can't really explain the drop off for. It. There's no like math equation. We had these things in 2014 that sold over 80,000 first week, and then we had when it's dark outside that sold 135,000. First week, and that had that um song. How's oh um me myself and I? Ooh, it's just me myself and I. Remember that tune? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a banger, man. That right? was on the radio every day. And then two years later, he dropped um the beautiful and damned, and that sold one hundred twenty k first week. 
and it had songs like No Limit with Cardi B and ASAP Rocky, yep. which peaked at number four on the billboards. And then he had that track with this old girl. I keep mixing up her name. What is it? Halsley? Halsley? Halsley. Halsley. But that's his, uh, wasn't that his ting? Yeah, they used to date. That, that song they had together, um, him and I, peaked at 25 on the billboard. So, right. And then you have this <laughs> dropping from, how do you go from selling 100K to even 80K, 130K to single digit 8,000? I think um I, I think uh I think the trickle down effect, like the, the fall off all started with when him and Halsey got arrested in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? On those was it Coke charges? Oh sorry, alleged Coke charges? Yeah, alleged Coke charges. They both got arrested with uh with cocaine in Sweden. They were supposed to you know, face some jail time and obviously it didn't happen. And then their relationship kind of dwindled, they broke up and you know, now he's dropping this different type of music, which, would you call it off-air? Would you call it? What did I call it off-air? Like, the album or the project? Yeah, no, no. Would you would you say it sounded like? Oh, I said, I said it sounded like um, he was trying to do his best impersonation of Billie Eilish. <laughs> and it turned out to be the worst. <laughs> like, like, this is exactly what it sounded like. It was 35 uh, can, minutes can I long, be honest with you? and I barely made, I, made it through. I didn't even finish it. No cap. I didn't even finish the last two songs. Can I be real with you? For sure. I actually really like the album. All right, man. It's the boys from the Logan podcast. And so <laughs> like, what? Yo, I, I really like this sound. I think it works well. I think he does a really good job of it. And I think whoever is the producer behind it with him, is doing a good job of hiding that he has no singing voice. I think he, I, I know, I know. It sounds like I'm taking a shot. I'm not trying to take a shot. I think it was a really good album. I thought actually, this this was probably going to be a natural progression in his career. He probably skipped a couple of steps, like he went from no limit to this, which makes no sense. I mean, it, it, sounds like a, it sounds like poor man's like MGK. Him and MGK had a beef. And just because MGK MGK came out with that song, Bloody Valentine, and he was on his hip-hop, like on his hip-hop flex, but like his more pop, like old school, like grunge, um, like uh, heavy on the guitar and, and the guitar solo sound. He thinks he can jump on that wave now as well, too. The issue is Machine Gun Kelly did it very well. You got Megan Fox that he's now dating for Bloody Valentine. The chorus was good. The music was good. Even the acoustic version was pretty good. You have MGK learning how to play the guitar on a new genre. But for yeah. this, it was different. You had songs like, I think it was like track four, All Things You Search For. Fam, that song was not what I was searching for. It was really, really bad. Like the What? Vocals, the vocals are horrible. I don't understand how you like it. And his core fan base doesn't even like it either. So I don't understand. Who do you make this album for? Man, I, I mean, I, yeah, see, that's the issue I have with the album is he really, he really shook his core fans because his core fans were expecting, you know, rap. They're expecting some of the harder stuff that he does, maybe some of the more intricate stuff that he does in terms of rapping. But they didn't expect him to go straight into Tame Impala. You know, they didn't expect yeah. him to go. They didn't expect him to go into six light. It looks like this man like moved to California, 
<laughs> bought a banjo and a, and a, and a, and a xylophone and realized that you know outside of rap there's other music too. I, I see a banjo and a xylophone. I don't know, man. I don't know. But like, I, I just look. I, I everything I'm saying right now sounds like I'm shitting on the album. I'm not. Yeah. I actually like the sound. I think he he has an idea. He, there's something there that he could potentially pursue and do really well. Do I think it would have worked on the first try? Fuck no. No, hell no. Never would have worked on the first try. But I think it, it goes to show you it's a valiant effort that he did. Um, but, man, it also goes to show you how, how salty fans can be. Like, your core fans ain't going to ride with you if you don't do exactly what they want you to. You know well, what I mean? It's, it's so out of the box, though, like, compared to, like, his fans. And I'm not the most, like, hardcore G-Easy fans. But I, I jump in and out like I'm playing double dutch when it comes to G-Eazy projects. And right. this one, it wasn't a rap album. And it wasn't even an R&B album. Like, he normally does a rap album. So Bro, if you're going to be a album, and you're not going to like, experiment with the R&B project, like, I don't know what this, who this album was for and what kind yeah. of genre I would put it in. See, the, the natural progression from what he did with his last album, which had No Limit and all that stuff, would have mm-hmm. been to do an R&B type of album. And then from an R&B type of album, go into an R&B album. And then from your R&B album, you could slowly, slowly bleed in stuff that would have been on this album. That is the natural progression to go through. For sure, yeah. But I think he skipped a couple steps because of his relationship and him breaking up and maybe even potentially dealing with some drug addiction. And yeah, it kind of it, it fast-tracked things. You know, cocaine's a hell of a drug, but it makes you think really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I'll film some bones. So maybe he got rolled up and he's like, yo, I made this in eight weeks. That was a hell of eight <laughs> weeks then, man. So just get this song done. But I'll film a bone on that. Eight weeks to put a project together, an album, get your marketing team behind it, your um, label behind it. It's a tough feat. Like, it's very hard for artists to just drop albums out of the blue unless you're, like, top 1%, like a Beyonce, Hove, like Kanye, like those guys. You know what I mean? But it was it was quite a fall off from grace. He didn't even crack like double digit in terms of sales. So to get single digits right next to Smoke Perp, like I don't understand. Yeah. What happened? And um, I just I feel like I've seen him become more uh, sorry less and less active on social media. Like I don't remember the last time I've seen anything of Gezi's on social media. Can you? No, the only time I see him is when um, he's, like, chilling with Tyga and, like, doing, like, videos and stuff like that. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully counting him out, though. What? I'll throw him another bone, you know, just a slight one and say, you know, it's the coronavirus season. People are still inside quarantining, so streaming numbers are down overall. But I can't cape any more than that, like... But even no, still, I, like yeah. Kid, Cudi, Kid Cudi's worst album came out like nobody liked. I think it came out maybe 2015, and everyone was hating it, and it still sold 20k. In order for you to, to like say an album's bad, you gotta listen to the project, right? So that means not less than eight thousand people were willing to give GEZ like a listen on his new project. So. Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to have to either continue to experiment until he finds his pocket or he's going to have to completely give up this pocket, go back to some kind of rap 
and hope that his fans, his core fans, are still available to do that. Um, I, I just uh, the one thing I want to say about Geezy also is that did he really ever have core fans? Um, I like to it say felt so. like it, it felt like his rise to the top, you know, with No Limit and and that song beforehand where you said the Ross feature. I completely forgot what it was. Um, you know, it seems like it was so quick to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, he had a core fan base, and I saw this meme on like on Twitter today. Some person was like, "Oh, so the white girls aren't streaming music anymore?" And some dude replied, "Like, nah, they're all on TikTok now." Like, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny the situation he is. I thought he had core fans, and <laughs> now that I'm going through like his projects and his songs, he has a real like personal pronoun issue, like me, myself, and I. Him and I, like a whole bunch of other songs, him and her, like <laughs> there's a lot of like personal pronoun songs that he has going on. Yeah, and, and from what I see here is like that Halsey breakup with him and him and Jeezy, or her and Jeezy, sorry, <laughs> yeah. um, was really, really bad. Like it was abusive. There was a lot of drug addiction going on. There was a lot of bad things. Supposedly one time Jeezy heard a Halsey song in the club and almost beat up someone to turn it off. Like there's, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, trauma there. So maybe a lot of that factored into him not putting enough effort into this, him not maybe trying as much to make a good, a good song, maybe him being in a different pocket, you know, like his, his mood wasn't to make a rap album and flex and everything like that because he was so heartbroken. Because this, this, this whole album sounds heartbroken, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But I feel like when artists go through those, like, situations, like, they make, um, like, really, like, really good projects in terms of, like, uh, how they felt going through the project. Like, um, his girl, when they broke up, they made, she made really good music. And Jeezy, like, made some okay songs. Like, the one song off the project, when he was talking about her, um, Had Enough. And I think it's the last song off the album. And that song was okay. That song was okay. Like, I would definitely play it once or twice more. Um, but, like, compared to songs that he has, like, Girls on Drugs and, like, Tumblr Girls and, like, all these other songs, even the ones that he's done with, like, Wale, like, uh, Walk On By... He just, he can rap. Like, people sleep on G-Eazy, he can rap. But when you listen to the lyrics of this project, you can tell, like, it's kind of it's kind of watered down. Maybe he's not used to, like, writing different types of lyrics, like, more of a, like, a rock or, like, simple synth sound, but it's different. Yeah, it's different. I agree. The lyrics aren't there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but nothing is there, really. I, I just think I like the sound. I like where it's headed. It's just he needs to perfect it. like it, eh? I sonically like it because I like I like Tame Impala, I like mm. uh, I like Billie Eilish, I like you know Six Lack even does similar stuff, but mm. I uh, I didn't like G Easy doing it, so I feel like he needs to perfect and work on that a little bit more if he wants it to get more attention. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people come to him for bars, a lot of people come to him for rap. That's what I know G Easy for. That's what a lot of people know G Easy for. If he's not going to provide that to people, maybe make it apparent. Maybe maybe let people know that that's not going to happen anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, have a coming out party and, and let us know. But at the end of the day, what happened to Jeezy, man? What happened to Jeezy? What happened to Jeezy? Jeezy. Jeezy's still selling. What happened to Jeezy? Yeah. 
But what would you rate this album then? Oh man, like maybe a six, you know? No, but but the thing is, see, like I I went into it with really bad expectations. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be hot trash. And then when I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. Production's pretty good. His voice is like, I could see what he's trying to do, you know. I shouldn't have said anything to you during a pre-production meeting. Yeah. Then, you, know? <laughs> you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have said anything. I might have given it like a three or a four, but no, I, I give it like a six. I'll give it like a six. <laughs> I feel that, man. I feel that. Uh, before we go, for me, I'd probably give it like a four off the first listen. Just because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more of a Jeezy listener, I think so, to you. But to go from sign here, young Gerald, to this, like, no bars really on the project. Like, I don't know, man. It's different. Yeah. I'm actually offended that a lot of people, when I used to rap, say I sound like Jeezy. That's disrespectful. But you kind of did, though. I'm not going to lie. You did sound like Jeezy. If I hate it one time. Okay, anyways, yeah. That was way before then. You rap like that in a minute. <laughs> uh, but maybe we'll do a part on, on the history of all of that. Yeah. Bad. Until next time, Mr. Boris from the No Good Podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Is there? Change your heart. Look around you. Change your heart. It will sound you. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.